0: Welcome to Still Scared Talking Children's Horror, a podcast about creepy, spooky and disturbing children's books, films and TV. I'm Ren Wednesday, my co-host is Adam Wybray, and today we're talking about the 1965 children's animated TV show The Pogles uh, by Oliver Postgate and Peter Furman. A full transcript of this episode will be available, so check the show notes for that. Enjoy!
1: hello
0: we're back we had a bit of a august break um but we're we're back on the on the horse um perhaps the spooky
1: horse,
0: horse. back on the spooky horse the haunted horse um with
1: eyes a blazing
0: <laughs> <laughs> um to do the Pogles. the
1: pogols the Pogles the pogles of Pogles wood <laughs>
0: <laughs> the most frightening topic, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, get ready for some full-on pogling horror, right?
0: Um, I think you suggested this one because um, Peter Furman died recently. Yeah. Um, on 1st of July, and he was an artist and puppet maker who worked with Oliver Postgate on... Um, Nog and the Nog, the Clangers, Bagpuss, and the Pogels, and Pogels Wood, which we thought might be the most scary. (laughs) Yeah, um,
1: I mean, I probably should have predicted that most of Furman and Postgate stuff is very (laughs) cosy.
0: Yeah. So,
1: (laughs) I mean, if cosy horror is a thing. Ah. Yeah, cosy horror. Cozy horror. Cozy horror. Um but <laughs> I mean Fermin and Postgates stuff was quite a big fixture of my childhood. So mm. I used to watch the clangers on VHS tape when I go and visit my grandparents and mm-hmm. it was either that or fantasia. And I watched Fantasia when I thought I needed to watch something educational <laughs> because it had classical music. So I thought oh, no. it was edifying to watch Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> but um I mean children's horror of its own, I, I couldn't really cope with the end sequence. Mm. The
0: um
1: the, the, the bold mountain sequence with the demons uh, was oh, right. yeah, far too rich for my blood. Um and so usually I watched the Kyners um many, many times. And mm. so I, I guess I associate it with kind of childhood coziness. Um, and I also had Nog in the Nog on audio cassette, which mm-hmm. I'd listen to on car journeys and sort of associate it with sort of falling in and out of sleep, I guess, on long car mm-hmm. journeys. of the North, where the black rocks stand guard against the cold sea. In the dark night that is very long, the men of the Northlands sit by their great log fires and they tell a tale." Like, it has, yeah. it has quite a kind of sleepy, dreamlike tone to it, I think, Nog in the Nog. "'Dreamed it? Perhaps I did. But I know that
0: over there, to the right of the sun, is a grove of tall green trees around a lake of salt water, and there are fish in the lake.
1: Blue fish. Where were you born, Reckless? I don't know. Hmm. Um. So so what about you? Did you watch Bagfuss when you were young? Or?
0: Yeah, I think my mum grew up with um, skate and Fairman's work and so I sort of associate all of those programmes with her because she really loves them. Um and I remember she rented a video of the clangers for us to watch <laughs> as kids. Like, you have to experience this. Um, um although I did ask her about the pogles and she didn't really remember it apart from apparently being quite unnerved by their big black round eyes. <laughs> um for her um, I yeah, I think I read a couple of the bag, some of the Bagpuss books and watched some of the Bagpuss.
1: Oh, I, I always forget that there are also yeah, books issued with Furman's lovely mm. illustrations of watercolour.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, there is, yeah, they're very beautiful. And there's that ultimate crossover episode in which Noggin the Nog meets the Clangers. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Noggin and the Moon Mice and the Clangers like travel to <laughs> Earth and meet Noggin. <laughs> oh (laughs) wow i I mean i definitely think the clung has probably had quite an impact on my uh left-wing political affiliations because they're very socialist
0: yeah 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 like
1: there was a whole episode um called vote froglet um and it was a sort of election special and basically uh postgate yeah as narrator, starts talking to the clangers and, you know, he says, well, well who, who leads you? And, you know, they, they sort of shuffle around and shake their heads. He says, well, you must have a leader, <laughs> surely. Um, You know, who tells you <laughs> what to do? Who decides? And, you know, they, they all look very confused. And so he insists that they have some kind of election. Um And I think it's, like, small clanger or maybe tiny clanger runs against one of the froglets. Um And Yeah, basically, uh, you know, the narrator keeps sort of trying to get them to be more aggressive in their election tactics and, you know, (laughs) are very decent creatures and won't have any of it. And they end up sort of splitting the votes and basically... Um, they decide at the end that they really don't want uh, want want to vote for any kind of leader. And uh, Postgate gets sort of increasingly flustered. Uh, <laughs> it's like, well, w- what, what, what do you say? Y- you must have a leader. And they're like, no, 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 <laughs> they won't have it. Hey, are you listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to link you to it. It's pretty great. Yeah, um, I
0: mean, this is skipping forward a bit, but... um. In the uh, in the Pogles, a um, bit where they where one of them mentions the uh, the police, and um, and Mister Poggle says, uh, "Don't be daft. We don't have any police round here. Police is for people, not Pogles."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and, and, and the police is uh, represented by a big tyrannical boot.
0: A big tyrannical boot. Yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, do you want to describe the plot of the Pogles? Because even though it is the original series, the Pogles uh, for Watch with Mother, uh, and I will warn viewers that this was only broadcast once on television.
0: Well, um, actually, the the original the Pogles, as opposed to Pogles Wood, <laughs> was not for Watch with Mother. It was oh. for a different program called Clapperboard. But then when they wanted to. In- the BBC wanted to incorporate it into Watch with Mother. After the first series, they were told to tone it down because it was too scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think this is the first the first thing we've covered on the show which uh, has been censored due to the <laughs> sheer terror it inspired yeah, in its, its audience.
0: It's a video nasty. <laughs>
1: Yeah, on the video nasties list, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> the, the BBFC just outright rejected it. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so what this means is that um, the Pogles, the original series, is kind of different from Pogles Wood, which um, Pogles Wood is kind of gently instructional episodic amble through the woods and which the the pogols adopted son pippin gets taught about how bees make honey or where bread comes from all that sort of thing um but uh, the Pogles is a sort of standalone story a sort of mini epic about witches and kings and fairies and things so so um, you
1: watched all of pogols wood didn't you
0: no, no. Oh. I only watched a couple of episodes. Oh, Okay, that's good. There's quite a lot of it.
1: Yeah, I, I felt quite guilty because I felt you, I thought you felt obliged to watch all of Pogles Wood, and had watched all of it when <laughs> I hadn't, and I was like, oh dear. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel maybe I should watch it because you know I, you know my parents live in the countryside. So I grew up in a village, and it's often quite alarming how little I like. I've got this friend Julia who is kind of like. An adult version of a needed Blyton character. Um, and, and, you know, we'll go for a walk through the village and she'll just be horrified by, like, the lack of nature knowledge I have. She's like, OK, what's that tree, Adam? like, I don't know, like, an oak, maybe, or what, what's the other one? Like, a beech. Well, it's either an oak or a beech, isn't it? <laughs> um, oh, that, That's a nettle. That That's some grass... <laughs> a, a, a dock leaf, like you know, that, that's pretty much my knowledge. And she just, sort of, just like you, you've lived like in the countryside for most of your life. How do you not know all of this stuff? Um, so you know, maybe maybe I should I should watch Pogleswood to give me the instructions in the country way mm. of living. So yeah, would probably be quite educational for me, to be honest. <laughs> um. But, uh, but so, there, there isn't much
0: education in the Pogles, the original. No. No, I mean, both versions are um, black and white stop motion animation, and they follow Mr. and Mrs. Pogle, who are little sort of borrower sized people who live in the base of a hollow tree in a wood. And um, they were predominantly filmed on the farm that Peter Furman lived on in Kent. So, genuine countryside um so the pogle's starts with uh mr pogle coming home with a bean in his wheelbarrow um that mrs pogle realizes is, is snoring um they bury it in the soil and a, a tall plant shoots up immediately and then the, the plant which is voiced by oliver postgate just complains in this uh brilliant lugubrious voice that it's hungry so um I want my breakfast. I'm hungry. <laughs> I, <laughs> I shall wither and die. I shall die.
1: <laughs> it actually sounds quite a lot like the uh, the ice dragon from Noggin the Nog.
0: Ah, uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Noggin the Nog.
1: Oh, it's definitely worth worth watching or listening to. Mm. But yeah, the ice dragon. and That's this sort of very sleepy lugubrious voice um, which is is very similar um, to the voice <laughs> of them.
0: um I, I really enjoy it. I've been I've just been quoting this plant all week.
1: Um, <laughs> what, an, an annoying alex <laughs>
0: um, I'm hungry. <laughs> oh no uh yeah and it, it does start to wither um until they come back with a, a flask of bilberry wine to feed to it um in which it goes mmm bilberry wine heady stuff oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry you're, you're um,
1: rather good at that voice you've definitely, got, you've definitely got the hours in haven't you
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um um uh and in return they're uh the slightly drunk plant grants them wishes. Um, the next morning, they, fly- they find the plant sort of humming and swaying to itself, and it turns out that it's singing a lullaby to a baby that it's cradling in its flower. And Mrs. Pogel takes in the baby, and they find that it has a little gold crown in its basket.
1: It's, um, an, it's not a baby, Red, it's a baby.
0: A baby! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um can can you attempt either of the Pogles' voices?
1: Um Oh mi- oh, oh Mrs Pogol, it's a baby. It's a baby. <laughs> that was a, a bit Rosie and Jim like. <laughs> Jim.
0: Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Mr Pogles, Oliver Postgate again and um Mrs. Pogel is. Oh.
1: Do, do, you, do you have it, <laughs> the a- actress, written I, down? I did
0: have it written down, but I've lost it. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> lost to the winds of time. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll look up her name while you continue.
0: Okay. Um, Mr. Pogel goes off to try and find where the baby has come from. But on his way, the the fairies appear, and they, they warn him, and they say, Pogel, go home! Pogel, go home! <laughs> and their little fairy voices.
1: Sounding uh, quite a bit like the little mice in Bagpus.
0: Mm-hmm. Biff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he takes their advice and heads home, but um, on the way, an old woman with a hooded cloak asks him for help with her stuck wheelbarrow. And then it's only after she's left, cackling, that he realises that, that it was his wheelbarrow. And he comes home to find the the baby gone and Mrs Pogle tied up in a sack under the floorboards. And she tells him that the old woman he saw took the baby.
1: I mean, the sack, the sack under the floorboards is quite upsetting, is.
0: Yeah, that, that, I think that's, uh, that's yeah, genuinely a, no, a bit
1: worrying. I, I thought of the Evil Dead films... Uh, myself and the uh, the monsters, uh, the demons in the basement. Um, oh yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so clearly part of a long, you know, horror legacy. Mhm.
0: Mhm. And Mr. Pogo goes off to uh, to find her, and uh, Mrs. Pogo talks to the plant. He says, "She's a witch. She's a witch. She'll turn him." Says she will turn him into a frog or a mouse or something. Um, and the plant tells her to wish for a flower for wishes. So she does and the plant sort of grows an extra flower and then she plucks it. And now she has a portable flower from the plant that will give two wishes.
1: Oh, uh, the name of Miss, Mrs. Pogel's voice actor mm-hmm. is Alwyn uh, Griffiths.
0: Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's very good. So yeah, yeah. I need to give her credit. Um so Mrs Poggle wishes to be where Mr Pogel is and finds him trapped in a wicker cage by the witch. <laughs> so <laughs> the witch puppet, who is also voiced by Postgate, is, is quite great. And she has very long spindly fingers and this huge beaky nose that protrudes from the, the folds of this black cloak. Um,
1: and then little beady eyes.
0: Little, little beady eyes, yeah. Mrs. Pogle tells the witch that she's going to break her into pieces and um, the witch is, is quite sarcastic. She says, "Oh dear me, Mrs. Pogle, I'm quite frightened of you. Shall I run away?" But then she just puts Mrs. Pogle in a cage as well um,
1: and, and then and then shakes shakes the Pogles. Um, yeah I mean I think them. this
0: is yeah this is the uh, this is the hardcore. Uh, horror here. Yeah, the the torture sequence. Yeah, yeah. She says, um, she puts them, she has them both in these cages, and then she rattles them, and says, um, I will rattle you to pieces!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is very effectively done with the stop motion, because obviously you can get really good jarring um, movements of stop motion, so they they do look thoroughly rattled, I think.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Um it turns out that the uh, the little crown that came with the baby is the, the crown of the king of fairyland and um, the witch demands to know where the crown is
1: uh, um, since the crown seems to bestow, bestow a great deal of magical power
0: hmm um Mrs Pogel says that she knows where the crown is um, but she won't tell um and the witch says that she will turn them into frogs um, Slimy frogs in a dry river you shall be.
1: (laughs) Um, But but, uh, but actually it's the witch that gets transformed.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Pogel uses her wish and says, I wish you into a bonfire of twigs, all alight and burning. (laughs) The witch burns to ashes. Um, uh, But at her second wish, the the wishing flower disappears. And then I... They wonder how they're going to get out of the cages But then Mr Pogo finds that the With the witch gone the, the cages just Sticks and he can kick it apart
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Which I quite liked
1: Yeah, yeah I did I like the wicker cages Generally mm. um, Because I've seen such things Like I saw some recently At our friend Sean's wedding There's a big mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, mm, Took place in the grounds of a country mansion and mm. yeah um, well, you know I explored the grounds a bit and I actually came across one of these sort of wicker structures looking very much like the uh, the wicker cages in the pogles. Um I had mm. no idea what it was for like it didn't seem to be housing any plants or yeah. I didn't know if it was wholly decorative or, or maybe it is just for catching pogles or uh, <laughs> sacrificing um, people to the wicker gods—I don't know—but mm. but, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, the <laughs> it seemed to be a thing. Uh, I mean, not something you know about being being a, a city person, obviously. No, but, you know, uh, out in the country, we have our wicker cages. It's all—it's all, it's all <laughs> part of our healthy country traditions. <laughs>
0: Good. I'm very happy for you.
1: Yeah. You should be with my limited internet access and uh, inability <laughs> to send text messages. <laughs> it's authentic. It's authentic and rustic <laughs> like Heidegger would like. It's good. <laughs> um, so they they go back home. Um, mm. But... Uh, I guess it sort of becomes a bit like a a, um, panic room or a kind of home invasion film at this point where they have to (laughs) hold themselves up in in their home for fear that the witch is not actually dead after all.
0: Yeah. Um, So um, the the plant as well has been, um, had a gold band put around its stalk which is sort of making it silent and withering it. So they can't talk to the plant. So they're barricaded in the house, guarding the baby. Some fairies turn up and give Mr Poggle a toy bird that they can use to comfort the baby.
1: It's very similar Um, to the uh, mechanical nightingale in Yuri Trinker's adaptation of the Emperor's Nightingale. Oh, okay. uh, Which... I do wonder if Postcat had seen uh, or Furman at least, because some of Furman's puppet designs are quite similar to Yuri Trinker's. Mm. Like this of bobble-headed puppets with expressive eyes. Um mm. and handcrafted um from wood, yeah, really do look quite a lot like I don't know if it's that just they're working in similar kind of uh, you know, folk traditions or that um it's handcrafted so they look a bit similar, but um, I did wonder Ooh. watching them. Oh, I I wonder if Furman was familiar with any of Trinker's films, because The Emperor's Nightingale in particular got uh, a fair distribution. Like it was seen outside of Czechoslovakia. Um,
0: when was it made?
1: It was made. I should know this off by heart. Really, uh, mm-hmm. nineteen forty. Oh, right, okay. Something. Um, let's see.
0: 1949. Yeah, okay. Well, he might, yeah. It's it's definitely plausible.
1: Yeah, I mean, they have, a, I think, a similar charm, the kind of puppet designs, Mm. and I don't think there's any point where we can really talk about Trinka fully on our podcast. I mean, Mm. arguably, um, the Cybernetic Grandma, or Kaipanetika Barbika, which is, I guess... A dystopian horror but with, with, with trinker it's very hard to say when he's working for a child audience and when he isn't
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but certainly if anyone listening is into stop motion or pop-out animation um trinker's animations are just sublime like
0: um how do you spell that uh
1: trinker is t-r-n-k-a
0: mm-hmm
1: uh sorry a bit of a digression but uh no, that's fine. <laughs> just finished finish my book on Czech animation so it's all all very fresh in my yeah. mind
0: yeah yeah um,
1: S- so the um, the witch takes on various guises right so the witch appears mm-hmm. at the door uh, as Charlie Burgess uh, the local uh, milkman morning Mr Poggle
0: morning Mrs Pogle! who's that
1: that's Charlie Burgess's voice. You know, the cowman down at the dairy. Yeah. But Pogel, so Pogel tends to be a bit more sort of um, credulous, I think, and easily tricked than Mrs. Mm. Pogel. Mrs. Pogel's quite canny, whereas Miss, yeah. Mr. Pogel um, is a bit of a kind of happy-go-lucky, occasionally grumpy dolt, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, and, and so he's like, oh, no, it's Charlie Burgess. Let's let him in. Mr was like, no, no, it's it's not Charlie Burgess, Mr Pogle. I don't think we should trust him. And it does indeed turn out to be the witch.
0: Yeah. And when he goes up to look out the window, he sees a jug of milk on the doorstep. And he's like, oh, well, we should bring the jug of milk in. (laughs) But then uh, the clockwork bird lifts it up into the air and smashes it. And when it smashes, it turns into the witch. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the, the witch um, is able to turn, transform herself into inanimate objects and then returns in the guise, as we said, of a boot.
0: Of a boot, kicking on the door, saying, open up in the name of the law. <laughs> um, but uh, um, the
1: Pogols have no respect for the law. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is foiled by the, um, the Pogols anarchist uh, society in which... <laughs> There is no police. So. <laughs> she didn't think of that, yeah, did she? The witch
1: should thought it through.
0: <laughs> um, but, uh, but like the police, um, she doesn't care and she breaks down the door anyway.
1: All <laughs> the <a> political content. <laughs> um,
0: th- the bird... Um, gets the crown from its um hidden place and puts it on mr Pogel's head um and it grants him this uh, great magical power and so he he sort of taunts the witch and tells her oh turn me into a garden snail but then he's impervious to her magic uh, because he's wearing the crown so he um so he uh he freezes her and then he says they have the idea of like, what can they turn her into that will like get rid of her for good? And I think we well, should turn her into nothing.
1: No thing.
0: No thing. So there's witch, hag of the night, dream creeper, be no thing at all. Be nothing.
1: <laughs> and then she goes poof and disappears. Well, kind of folds in on herself, almost.
0: Yeah. She's gone then. Uh, yeah. Scrumples
1: up, uh, in in into nothing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and and then the uh, king of the fairies appears, and they have a merry dance.
0: Well, they they put the crown on the bird's head, and the bird turns into the king oh, of the yeah, fairies. Of
1: course,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They they liberate the plant from the from the witch's gold. Get the fairies to bring lots of bilberry wine. So we get a reprisal of the the bilberry wine, Um, and uh, yeah, the plant gets out its violin. The plant also plays a violin. Oh yeah, that's a dance. Yeah, (laughs) and plays a little dance. Plant a dance. That's the Pogles.
1: It is the Pogles. <laughs> um, so, as we've probably established by now, it's not terribly scary. Yes. Um, however, it does seem to have the reputation for being a bit scary. So, when I mentioned the Pogles to my mum, she said, "Oh, yes, the witch. Oh, there's a, oh, a really scary witch. I didn't like that as a child." Um, yeah. You know, so, so, so clearly, it was scary uh, for very small children. Yes. Um, presumably, the witch in particular.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um. And I imagine the the yeah the, the witch and the whole, the pogles being trapped in the cages. Um. And rattled. I imagine that's the kind of thing that would. That would scare you if you saw it when you're really little.
1: Yeah, I think. Trying to think about what would make it scary to kids. I guess the pogles you know, they're, they're quite vulnerable creatures, really. Mm. Um, like, one thing I like about it is it seems to try to capture the precariousness of rural existence that, mm-hmm. you know, that there's this constant threat of them running out of subsidence, basically. Mm. So, um, when they can no longer get milk from the, uh, the beanstalk, or, like, bean milk, mm. um, and they've lock themselves away in the house um, you know Mrs Pogel says the baby needs milk and mm. we need milk and we can't get milk and Pogel says oh I'll go to the dairy and Mrs Pogel's like no you can't go to the dairy because then you're <laughs> leaving us alone and the witch is going to get us um, mm. so I, I like yeah. that yeah there's this sort of emphasis on how kind of materially harsh rural existence can be and yeah yeah the dangers of that kind of isolation
0: yeah and it's not like it's sort of interesting cause you you might think for a for a program like this it would be like a merry little village and they have sort of other little little people around to like but you don't really see much of that it's mostly just just the pogles. Um,
1: yeah, it's the, quite a lonely kind of existence. Seemingly. it's not yeah. like with the Clangers where there's this sort of micro community. Mm. Um, it really does seem like it's just them out in the wood.
0: Are they the and they the only
1: Pogles? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there are more in Pogles Wood, but I I, I think mm. so. Um, I mean, yeah. I noticed. Um, so, Postgate or so Postgate's family used to have this website, or I think it's still up, um, called the Dragons Friendly Society, mm-hmm. um, and there are you know there's little subsections on the different Postgate and Furman productions, um, mm. and it notes um, for for the Pogles that in the original films it was always Pogleswood as written on Mr Pogel's sign, so Pogel um, apostrophe, S, wood, as in the wood mm. of Mr Pogel. However, since in all fairness we must acknowledge Mrs Pogel and Pippin and Tog too, Oliver suggested we move the apostrophe so that the wood is the wood of all Pogels, and not just Mr Amos Pogel. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, presumably this mm. nice gesture of inclusivity. Um, yeah. Suggest that at least um, there's a few other Pogles including Mrs Pogle and Tog and Pippin
0: Tog, Tog is a little squirrel
1: yeah a so, little
0: squirrel creature who appears in Pogle's wood yeah.
1: but is apparently an honorary Pogle too yeah <laughs> um, but, but yeah more of a kind of family grouping I think a mm. uh, natural class of, of beings
0: yeah do you have any, any further comments?
1: Um, I mean, I happen to be um, watching this around the same time as I've been listening to um, Evolution of Horrors, a rather brilliant series of podcasts on folk horror.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And. You know, it very much made me want to see the Pogos as folk horror. Uh, obviously, <laughs> it's got a rural setting, uh, there's a lot of folk magic in it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it's not, clearly. Um, and so <laughs> I try to think, okay, well, why isn't it? What would make it folk horror? Um, I think mm-hmm. one of the things is that folk horror tends to rely on a kind of clash of civilizations, perhaps mm-hmm. the rural against the urban or, or the modern against the ancient. Mm. Whereas the Pogols seem surprisingly kind of integrated with their 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 local more you know uh, more developed if you will society. So you know Mr. Pogol clearly has quite a a friendly relation with um, the local milkman, yeah. Instance and goes along to the dairy (laughs) occasionally. And obviously, Mm. in folk horror the danger seems to come from the land itself, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this sense of there being something other or strange and ancient and wrong within the very land that kind of bubbles out um, Mm. from the environment. Um, And the witch is clearly, um, you know, part of this rural landscape, but you never get a sense that she just seems like a malevolent person, right? With magic Mm. powers. Like, I mean, there's a sense, sometimes it's almost hinted towards her being uh, perhaps something a bit more abstract, you know, the fact that she can be um, discombobulated, right? Scattered into ashes and then is able to Mm. reconstitute. I did think um, a little bit of uh, the Groke in the Moomins, where mm. the Groke, who is a sort of um, a, a slightly threatening but silent massive figure that approaches in the winter, uh, and the, the Groak is kind of synonymous with winter. Mm. It's always quite unclear in the movements whether the Groke is actually a kind of being in and of herself or whether she's really just a sort of embodiment of cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, And the Pogles could have gone further with that, I guess, with the witch. I think the witch just seems like a witch. Mm. Hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, generally, I think Postgate's voice and his narrative voice are too gentle and solicitous to really... It's like you always feel very safe with Postgate. Hmm. There's a lovely I might yeah. there's a lovely bit of Charlie Brooker, uh, after Postgate's death, talking about his voice and just how warm it is, especially as a child, that it is very comforting. Postgate's voice, sometimes soothing, sometimes playful, was as modest and charming as everything else in the programmes. There's almost a hypnotic quality, your consciousness seems to alter slightly the moment he starts to speak. So even though there is fret in the pogles, um, the whole thing is suffused with a real kind of warmth and friendliness. Which means it never yeah. really feels very scary.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Hmm.
1: Do you have any, any last thoughts?
0: No. Only only a texture of the week.
1: Oh, of course. Of course. That, that, that's a, a good point. Okay. Um... Mm. um texture of the week
0: (laughs) texture of the week oh we're out of practice Adam (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's it's been
1: a good like month month and a half so you know (laughs) Uh, I haven't been doing my daily texture of the week did you (laughs) practices
0: Yeah, should get back on that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, God, you're, you're um, going to be appalled when you find out my plan for uh, my sign-off. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, out of practice. <laughs>
0: do you Do you have a texture of the week?
1: Um, well, I guess the texture of the week for me is more captured in some of the kind of frets and phrases. Um, so it's more the mm-hmm. texture of some of the language, I suppose. Yeah. I think that's a bit unorthodox. But um, <laughs> so things like, I'll break you in half on a stone. Like in, in, mm. in Noggin the Nog, right? Um, there's a, a wonderful threat by Nogbad the Bad, who's the antagonist of that series, um, mm. who fires a cannon at Noggin, the hero, um, and says something like, This time the cannon was empty, but next time I shall load it with gems and rubies, and they shall cut you to shribbons. I love this cut you to shribbons. (laughs) Shribbons is such a great evocative word. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'm sure i've heard you use that I, I, yeah i
1: think it made quite an impact on me um, <laughs> and in yeah. that kind of language use that postgate has um mm. it is very evocative to me yeah how about you
0: i mean i think yeah i was kind of um struggling a bit to to think of one um I think I think you've got it was a good call too, because the language is very evocative and textural um I do like the um the witch's gold around the plant's stem mm. um' because once she's disappeared it um it turns cold because it 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 um it burns to the touch when she's still alive, but once she's um once she's gone, it turns cold and thin as paper and sort of crinkles off I quite like that.
1: Yeah, I think that the magic in the show Mm. is all quite convincing and quite grounded in reality.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, So, oh yeah, I (laughs) wanted to just say if anyone wants to go and rate and review us on iTunes, that would be really nice. Um, you don't even have to write any words. Just like click the button with the stars. Pretty <laughs> really help. Like it's such a, I did, I, I didn't realize quite how easy it is.
1: But <laughs> I did it the other day. Like, oh, you, there's, you, no you excuse, just, there's no excuses now. You're
0: like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally you can just click click the button, um, and then it makes us look cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, we uh, we want to look cool.
0: We want to look cool. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. So, if you have a have a spare a spare click in you, and uh, maybe donate it to our podcast. Um.
1: I mean, I, I I clicked a whole bunch for inside number nine the other night. Like Reese Shearsmith freaking owes us a click. So it was his Radio, time, radio <laughs> Times poll. Um as did the best comedy of the year. And Reese was mm. encouraging all uh Twitter followers to vote for Inside Number Nine. that, uh you could vote mm. multiple times, infinite times. And uh so was encouraging everyone to click, you know, as much as they could <laughs> up to the final deadline. Mm. Uh and, and was tweeting very regularly, uh Mm. encouraging Uh, so I I think I gave it a good 100 clicks
0: 100 clicks yeah 100
1: clicks Uh, I think still still came second to Derry Girls but
0: (laughs) (laughs) um cool um so our intro musics by Maki Yamazaki our outro musics by Joe Kelly our artworks by Letty Wilson um you can find all their details in the show notes um in case people don't know what the show notes are because I didn't know for a long time what podcasts were talking about when they said the show notes um, it's uh, if you're on um, there's a link to it in the description on iTunes but it's uh, it's on podigy.com it's um, where our show notes are and they have the full transcript as well
1: and oca- um, occasionally like little annotations of refer- obscure references that uh, I haven't bothered to explain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do, yeah. So if, uh, um, if you're particularly confused by something, it might be explained in the show notes. Possibly. Depending on how I'm feeling when I'm <laughs> doing my transcribing. <laughs> um, that was a very digressive ending, I'm sorry. Um, do you have a signer for us, Adam? I
1: don't. But, but, okay. ah, uh, 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 but... <laughs> Oliver Postgate has one for us.
0: What?
1: Bagpuss gave a big yawn and settled down to
0: sleep. See you next time, spooky kids.